What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, coming to y'all here Friday, July 1st. So, you know, this will be the last episode uh, before July 4th. So, happy Independence Day uh, to everybody out there uh, here in these great United States of America. Hitting on today's show, going to talk a little transfer portal, some big news out of Ohio State on that front. Uh, also, uh, Syracuse as well, uh, getting into the mix there once again uh, with some additions via the portal. Also, going to talk a little Georgetown recruiting uh, as we've gotten some uh, big news here uh, on July first from the Hoyas. First and foremost, want to go over uh, what today is. So today's July 1st. It's the new fiscal year. Uh, schools go off of the July you know, 1. It starts the new year. The NCAA operates that way. So as of right now, Queens, Lindenwood are now Division One programs. Men's lacrosse has 76, I believe, Division One men's uh, college lacrosse programs. Uh, I did an article, put it up today on, you know, what can we expect from those two teams here in 2023 in their first season as Division One programs. Uh, just a little brief, you know, look at who they bring back, uh, what they lose, and then kind of looking ahead. And both of them, when you look ahead at this at this next season, I think it's going to be interesting. We've talked about this before in the in the Atlantic Sun Conference, the A Sun. You have Jacksonville, who is going to dominate that conference, I believe. Utah Air Force, Robert Morris, I think, are right there behind them. Um, in that regard, in terms of the top tier, so I I, I do think Jacksonville is a tier above everybody else. And then I think it is your Air Force, Utah, Robert Morris, those three are your second tier. I expect Lindenwood and Queens uh, to be in that third tier, if you will. Um, or you could add Jacksonville into that tier with those other three and say this is the second tier. But, I, you know, Lindenwood and, and Queens will both be in this kind of mixture of Bellarmine, Cleveland State, Detroit, Mosey, and Moser. I Those four, and then add Queens and Lindenwood. That's a kind of a that, – that's an interesting conglomerate down there um, with those teams and with those programs where each of them are, not only geographically, but just in their development um, in terms of how high I think each of these programs can peak. Um, I think each of these programs has the ability to win a conference title uh, full stop. Uh, but at the moment, I, I don't think any of those teams you should expect to be uh, contending for an ASUN title here in 2023. Now, when you're talking about competing with, you know, uh, a, a you know, I think Jacksonville, again, I think is far and away the best team in this league. Utah, Air Force, Robert Morris. Those are the teams that I think, when you look at this group here of, you know, Queens, Lindenwood, Bellarmine, Cleveland State, Detroit, Mosey, and Moser, 
last time I'll say all those names, by the way, um, all together on this show. It's a mouthful. Ten teams in this conference. Very, very large one. Largest in college across other league. Um, when you look at you know those teams, I think they can compete with a Utah, a Robert Morris, and Air Force in 2023, uh, th- that kind of second tier, if you will, uh, of the A-Sun. Now, I, 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 I think in that second tier, Utah's probably the top team there. I, I, I'm really, you know, I, I'm kind of up in the air about what Air Force and RMU are going to be. They both return a lot of players, but they also lose a lot. So, you know, we'll see what goes on there. Um, but in, in, in terms of Queens, in terms of Lindenwood, guys, like, like what we should expect from this, from these two programs in 2023. Uh, so there's two questions that, that I kind of want to see first. What does the non-conference schedule look like? And then once they're in conference, how well do they compete? Like, I think when you're putting them up against some of these teams, they can very well win those games. They very well can. These are two teams that have been at the top of their conferences in the Division II landscape. Uh, Lindenwood obviously win, winning the GLVC this past season. Queens being in the semifinals of the SAC. And, you know, being in that conference, having to compete with Limestone uh, you know, is a tough draw there. Um, and look, both of these teams were uh, top 20 teams coming out of the season in uh, Division Two, So these are teams that can play. Uh, as I mentioned, they do lose a lot of talent. Uh, both of these squads do. Uh, when you look at Lindenwood, Patrick uh, Kaushuk, uh, who was the Kaushuk, um, I believe how you pronounce that, was the uh, leading scorer for them, GLVC Player of the Year, the transfer out of Stony Brook. You had another transfer out of Stony Brook and Kyle Herbert, uh, the goalie. Uh, he went, you know, was the GLVC goalie of the year. They say goalkeeper. I pet peeve of mine. This is not this is not soccer. We do not say goalkeeper. It is a goalie. Okay. Um, just well, pet peeve of mine there. Uh, fifty-eight percent, fifty-eight point six percent safe percentage. Really good playmaker. Both those guys were grad transfers. They're gone. They're gone. Um, but you do have a Cam Smith, who's a rising senior there, uh, 27 goals, 25 assists. Uh, rising sophomore Dylan Cohen, uh, eight goals, 20 assists, was their main assist guy last season at the attack spot. Those two guys coming back. Brian Kalberg uh, was a second-team all-GLVC guy on defense. Uh, Osin uh, McTeague, a short-stick defensive midfielder who is a massive returnee uh, there on the back end as well uh, at that rope unit for Lindenwood. So this is a team, I think they have a solid foundation. We'll see how they build off of this uh, here in 2023. As far as Queens is concerned, um, Keelan uh, Pylon and Tyler Irwin are both gone after being the first and second leading goal scorers in 2022 uh, at the face-off dot and on offense is where my questions lie with this team in terms of the amount of, you know, the, the amount of talent they have to replace at the top level, 
uh, Jack O'Grady is their biggest loss on defense uh, there. Uh, but they do get back goalie William uh, Poley, who was their starter last season. 52% save percentage, 154 saves. You know, alongside him, a pair of starters at close, Colby uh, Sugala and Will Nicholas, uh, Mick Nicholas, excuse me, uh, both were full-time starters as sophomores. Mick Nicholas, a, a third-team All-SAC uh, honoree there. So you've got two starters back. You've got your goalie back, which is always a plus. Uh, the face-off position, Jacob Martin, Jonathan Stansel were both backups last season. Alex Alonzo, uh, 60%, was a senior last year. Uh, so you've got a solid base there in terms of a uh, pattern of uh, succession uh, there at the faceoff dot. You have a number of younger, uh, inexperienced players, if you will, uh, who maybe don't have as much experience as some of these uh, veterans, these these grad students, uh, these seniors that are graduating. Uh, so, look, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how this team is put together. Um, I, I I personally. You know, I watched a couple Lindenwood games last year. I did not get to see any of Queens, so I'm I'm a little bit more blind when it comes to the Royals uh, there. Uh, but do know, good program. Uh, Chris Panos, good coach. Heard a lot of good things about him over uh, the years. He's been there for I think what got there in 2018. He's been there 19, 20, 21. So he's been there four years now. Uh, they had this was their second. Uh, you know, double-digit win season. Now, granted, 2020 was a shortened season. Last year, 2021 wasn't the best. They went 7-6 and six, uh, there. Uh, but, you know, they bounced back this year, and they go 12-5, and 7-3 and three in conference play. Lindenwood, on the other hand, 12-4, uh, and 5-1 and one in conference play. Uh, Lindenwood did host the uh, first round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, there, notable, didn't mention that. Queens has made the tournament, I think, once or twice in the past five, six years. Uh, so both of these teams are good programs, are programs that have been built, and we'll see how they do here at the Division One level. Now heading up to Columbus, Ohio here is a big one. Marcus Hudgens, Army defenseman, heading to Ohio State. Uh, Chris Jemski reporting that on was yesterday, Thursday afternoon. This is a humongous, humongous get for the Buckeyes. And look, I told y'all uh, about a month or so ago um, that I love this Ohio State transfer portal class. I love this transfer class. I love what Nick Myers has done in the transfer portal, uh, not only this season, but in seasons past. You know they might might not always go out and get the get the biggest fish in the pond, but they're gonna get the guys that they can bring in and immediately fill holes. And they've done that. Um, and and before and they've done it again here in 2022. You know as they're gearing up for the 23 season, Richie Lacalandra, uh, the attackman there at LIU, obviously, uh, you know heading to Ohio State. That's a big fish they've gotten there. Uh, Kyle Borda is a grad transfer out of Fairfield. He didn't play a ton uh, at Fairfield until this past season, was one of the top midfielders. He's coming in, will play some you know, losses they have there on offense with both of those guys. 
Kyle Lewis, uh, the Division Three transfer out of Lynchburg, and the you know, his brother is on staff there uh, in Columbus, so you have that connection. A Georgia native, uh, obviously as well. Uh, Lambert High School grad, uh, you know, he's heading up to Ohio State for his fifth and final season of college lacrosse. And now you've got Marcus Hudgens, arguably the best defenseman in college lacrosse, one of the best defensemen in college lacrosse, heading to Ohio State. Uh, and he has two years left of eligibility. Fellas, this is huge for the, the, the Buckeyes. Ohio State, though defenses under Travis Crane have been very good, with the exception of these past two seasons. It's dipped off these past few years. And Ohio State's had good defenses throughout history, and they've had good players. Ben Randall uh, you know, is a name that comes to mind. They've had these really good players, and they've had these good defenses. But the past two seasons, defensive production has dropped a little bit at Ohio State. You add a guy like Marcus Hudgens, and you have a guy uh, like Van Buren there, who was the freshman, Bobby Van Buren, was the freshman sensation. Put those two guys together, and that is a duo that just instantly improves the uh, improves this defense, just instantly improves this Buckeye defense. Van Buren, Hudgens, that is a duo as an offensive coordinator. I do not want to have to go up uh, against. I do not want to have to scheme against that duo. Uh, th- th- this is a really, really big move by Nick Myers and the Ohio State staff to get Marcus Hudgens. And did I mention he has two years of eligibility left? So they're going to get him there for two seasons in Columbus. Uh, we'll see if Ohio State can, you know, quote unquote, get back on track in terms of make that NCAA tournament, uh, as you know, they have not done so uh, since they were in the title game. Uh, what was that? Two thousand and seventeen, I believe it was. Was when Ohio State was last in the tournament? Yeah, 2017. Runner up. They've not done so uh, since then. They've not recorded double digit wins since then. Not saying Ohio State has been bad. They had a good 2018 season. Uh, the 2019 season was the one. Uh, and I think both of those years were, where they started hot and kind of slowed down as the season went on. You go 7 and 3 this year with. Uh, I mean, your three losses were, you know, to Maryland and to Rutgers there in the regular season. Then I'm blanking on who they – oh, uh, Rutgers in the um, in the Big Ten semifinals and then Cornell in the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, you look at those losses uh, – oh, Denver, excuse me. Denver is who they lost to. Uh, uh, as well in the regular season, they went ten and six. I'd said they hadn't gotten a double-digit win season. They did this year. This this year was the only double-digit win season they've had since twenty seventeen. So they can continue uh, to go up here. And like again, Ohio State was not a bad team this year, uh, but compared to Rutgers, compared to Maryland, uh, those two teams were were, were just better than they were. Uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, know what this duo does 
for Ohio State. Can they surpass Rutgers uh, this season for that second-best team in the Big Ten? All right, folks, before we get out of here, some other transfer portal news here out of Syracuse. Jake Murphy, the short-stick defensive midfielder out of LIU. He's glad transferring to uh, Syracuse as well as Chris Campbell, the junior defenseman of LIU, is transferring to UMass. Uh, so that means that every, I think every player that was mentioned um, or that was named a team captain of LIU obviously by the old coaching staff, heading into the 2023 season. Yeah, Sean Bull, Chris Campbell, Jake Murphy. Sean Bull is still there um, at LIU, uh, but Campbell and Murphy have both left. So both those guys uh, gone, Campbell to UMass, and Jake Murphy to Syracuse. Uh, He joins a Syracuse transfer class that, you know, also includes, I, 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 you know, is more heavy on the uh, offensive end with Cole Coast, with Alex Simmons there at the attack spot. And then obviously, uh, you know, I'd mentioned earlier uh, in, in the summer, uh, Joe Bola, uh, a, a short six defensive midfielder out of Kenyon College in the Division Three ranks, heading to Syracuse as uh, well. And no, the big one now for Syracuse will mark the goalie out of LIU heading to the Orange as well uh, alongside uh, Jake Murphy. Fellas, this is huge for, for Syracuse. Since Drake Porter, the goalie play really has not been good. Um, I think this is a, a, a transfer class that can help establish Gary Gates program, and by what I mean by that is not that Syracuse is not an established program, but obviously one of the best in the sport, uh, but establish the foundation of like what he wants to build and to get Syracuse back to that level of where they're competing for national titles. Like, look, I want Syracuse to compete for national titles. I want Hopkins to compete for national titles. I'm not one – look, and, but I also think, you know, having these new powers of Georgetown and Rutgers hop in is good for the game. But when these old powers are, are, are good, the game the, the game's just better. Uh, it, it just is. It's the same thing in football. When Miami, Tennessee, and South Carolina and these programs are good, it's fun. It's more fun. Uh, same thing with lacrosse. Syracuse Hopkins, you want these programs to be good and to be better than they are at the moment makes the sport overall more competitive. So Wilmar heading to uh, Syracuse, and I would expect he gets to start there in cage in 2023. All right, folks, that's it for today's episode. As always, y'all can connect with us on social media at Lacrosse Bucket on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, lacrossebucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. And again, Have a happy, safe, and fantastic 4th of July.